Well, good day, Couch Critics, and welcome back to another episode. And it's going to be a pretty big one with some pretty big news dropping uh, this week. Um, you may or may not have heard about it. You probably have an idea about it from the title of the video. Um, thanks so much for, for watching us on YouTube or listening to us on your streaming services. I'm Brad, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sog. Um, very exciting uh, week, uh, Samuel, because obviously the national second tier has been officially announced. We have A-League expansion, and we've got a few A-League derbies this weekend. So it's uh, it's a pretty exciting week for football all around. And we've had Socceroos play two matches oh, yeah. as well. Like, yeah, great week of football. Uh, I think great use of the international break to, to drop some big news for Football Australia. So I mm-hmm. like it. I like it. Yeah, the last time we had some pretty big uh, news dropping uh, in Australian football, it wasn't as good at the the start of or the end of last year. So thankfully, it's pretty good. I guess we'll get straight into the national second tier. And on Monday, uh, Football Australia announced eight the eight foundation clubs for the competition that will kick off in 2025. It'll sit below the A-League. Uh, it'll be the second tier uh, level of football in Australia. There will be no promotion and relegation in or out of the league uh, at the moment, um, and they haven't really given a timeline if or when that would happen, but still, it's pretty exciting. All eight clubs, though, are from New South Wales and Victoria, and only one is from outside Sydney and Melbourne, that being Wollongong, the others being IPL Leichhardt, Sydney United, Sydney Olympic, Marconi Stallions, Preston Lions, South Melbourne, and Avondale. So what do you think of it all on Monday when you, when you heard the news, Samuel? Yeah, look, it's, it sounds very similar to the A League uh, when it when it kicked off. You know, eight foundation teams, a uh, bit interesting. Now, I, I I think you know we've we've talked about it plenty on this channel. We, we've been running this channel for about three and a half, four years now, mm. and um, the national second division has been. When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Mm. Like we're finally we've finally gotten somewhere, and it's huge announcement. So so one, I'm I'm just really excited and and kind of relieved that we've finally making that step towards something uh more professional clubs in australia is a good thing because it means more minutes for for more players mm. and, and more production kind of 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 talent um also just yeah it, it's going to sit below the a-league but that potential is part of football australia's you know plan mm. to work towards a, a unified football pyramid in australia so this this starts moving things along that way. If if it can get up and start and and actually be decent, um, then then I can't see why plans for linking it to the A League can't, you know, be five ten years off in the future. Um, build it up, make it strong, make the A League strong, and then connect them and and have an awesome football pyramid. That'd be great. Obviously, a lot of the talk um, from a few critics was that you know there's only eight teams well not that there's eight teams but all the eight teams are from victoria or new south wales and um which there's been a lot of criticism of that and i think yeah some of it's uh probably fair but i think you know you want to make sure you have eight teams that are financially sound uh have the facilities um you know maybe i, I thought a team like adelaide city might have might have got chosen seems like maybe maybe they haven't got their finances they have that uh that right um not even a team from Queensland as well, but I, I guess what this football Australia said on Monday was that they're they're still hoping to add another two to four teams um, by 2025. So hopefully we will see some more teams from outside New South Wales and Victoria because we want it to be national, but 
think you're going to be a bit realistic when it's national because I don't think any sport can have a national common Australian. We're not ever really going to see a Darwin team, but um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I mean, what, what makes a national comp? I mean, you're never going to have a team from Broken Hill or Alice Springs or Bathurst. It's not going to be truly national, but um, hopefully, we're seeing a bit more representation when we find out the, who those two new to two to four teams will be. Yeah, and look, there's a couple of things in there. Firstly, just talking about what what makes a national competition. You know, there's only New South Wales and Melbourne teams. I think what you want in a merit-based footballing economy is the best teams, the teams that have earned their place are the mm. ones that that are there at the top. And so it, it's a bit hard with the current franchise kind of model for that to happen. Um, but you, you're starting to see a little bit of that with the national second tier. It's the clubs that can afford, the clubs that can make it. And, and hopefully one day when we do connect the Australian pyramid, maybe a team from Bathurst puts the money in, they they do the hard work, it becomes a big centre uh, and they work their way to the top. You know, I, I'm always uh, impressed by in the Spanish league, Sevilla is like a, a town of 40,000 people. Is it Sevilla? No, there's, there's no, a town. It's not, Sevilla is quite, uh, quite big. I think it's uh, Villarreal might be a very small city. There, there, there's a, a, a club in their top tier with 40,000 people in the city and you know but they've got a football club that's well supported and that has earned their way to the top yeah. that's Villarreal a city of 50,000 there you go like that's that's what football should be about that the teams mm. that give it a real crack can earn their way to the top that's that's the dream so I think yeah you you can't have a true and I mean at the moment the way it seems to pan out is Sydney and Melbourne is where the money is in Australian mm. football. Uh, it's where the people are in Australia. Let's be honest, that, that they're the two big population centres. Um, and so it's natural that those teams kind of, those places are represented. You know, England, how many teams are from London? Well, that's because that's where all the people are and where all the money is. And those clubs have kind of risen to those spots. So I don't think that uh, criticism is entirely warranted. Yes, it would be nice to see some mm. of the other clubs. Um, and so I think now the good thing is that they've got a they've got a whole year. So they've got one more MPL season to kind of um, mm. start getting things ready and assess who they want and, and put things in place to, to get sponsors in and say, well, it's coming in a year. So, you know, this is how you can come on board with us now. So I think that's a really smart move from Football Australia just to give clubs that time and it gives other teams that are hopeful still time to get their kind of stuff together you know to say all right we need a sponsor because we really want to be in it and we need this much money to to make it happen um i imagine some sponsors are potentially just a little bit hesitant just going well maybe we'll give it a season see how mm. it goes and if it survives yeah we'll back this team um so yeah, I think it'd be be really interesting just to see how that develops over the next couple of months. Um, we did get a question actually on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I saw that from Joshua Biff, and uh, he asks, ideally, who would you guys want the extra four clubs to be in the national second division, national second tier? Brad, have you got any your kind of top four? If it was to be twelve teams. Uh, probably Bathurst Athletic. Uh, it's got to be one. Maybe Lithgow Workies. No, um, I think 
I really like that um that that beard from Queensland, Brisbane United, the collection of several clubs. I feel like um that'd be a really good beard. I think Gold Coast United would be a really good option. Um or whether they're suited to a few more of that. A league expansion team down the, the down the pipeline. I'm not sure, but I feel like surely you got to you got to have two Queensland teams. I'd like to see a Brisbane team, and maybe Sunshine Sunshine Coast. Whether you know that's Sunshine Coast Fire or the Wanderers or something like that, um, because it's quite a big center. I think it's I think it might be bigger than Canberra in terms of population. Um, so it'd be good to have a team represented from there, maybe Gold Coast. And I think Adelaide as well. I'd like to see Adelaide City, but I understand they're not quite there just the, just yet. So hopefully in the coming months, half a year or so, they can get their affairs in order and potentially be a part of this competition when it starts in 2025. I don't, I, I don't think they could. Well, I mean, of course they could. They could pick another team from Victoria, New South Wales, but yeah. I'd like to see a bit more diversity. I mean, the original NSL, had uh, the first season had, I think four teams from Melbourne, four from Victoria, two from Queensland, two from South Australia, one from Canberra, and there might have been another one from another city. I can't remember. So, um, if we can get to to a stage where we're represent- we're representing five or six cities or five at the start, I think that'd be pretty solid. At the moment, there's only three cities being represented, but yep. I'd like to see a few more. But yeah, I think that probably Gold Coast, Brisbane, Adelaide. I'm going to pick another one. I don't think it'll be a Canberra team because I think they'll be going towards A-League expansion. Um, maybe a third Queensland team, I don't know. Maybe another yeah. Victorian team, maybe. Yeah, like, I think it's disappointing that Melbourne Knights aren't quite able to to make it in. They're not quite financially there at the moment. And although I'd like to see them in, if I was going to pick four teams, I'd like to see added in before mm. 2025 to, to join the initial season. Um, I think I, I'd split it. I, I think it'd be ideal to see it be a bit more national. So I, I would go with uh, a Brisbane team, mm. um, probably Brisbane United. I, I do think it is a good mm. good bid. Um, I'd go with Hobart. I'd oh, yeah. Hobart, um, make it into the competition. Uh, another great team and, and a you know, a football team in, in Tasmania would be great for the sport and great for the great for Tasmania. Uh, Adelaide City, I think, are yeah, mm. obviously the biggest club down there, and and would be really cool to see. And then I would love to see a Perth team kind of be able to to make it. Mm. I, I think, think they've been would... very clear from the start. They they just oh, yeah. it's financially just not there. And it took twenty years for the NSL to to have a Perth team as well. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm not saying it could yeah. happen. I'm just saying that's what I'd like. I'd yeah, for sure. To, I'd love for the backing. You know, we've seen. The glory of being, you know, fairly consistent over there. There's mm. obviously their their deal to be sold fell through a couple of weeks ago, so that's that's disappointing. But um, the Matildas playing there in Perth showed mm. there's football fans over in mm. Perth. I would love to see that be an option for someone to back a Perth team, a Perth soccer club, or or something like that to to make it in as well. So that would be really cool because then we'd have pretty much the whole country covered um, in terms of states and you know, down the line, add in some more teams, maybe a Canberra second division after they get their A-League expansion off the ground. And who knows? It, like, it ha- has really good potential um, to be a good competition. So, mm. yeah. James Johnson did spoke about third tier. So it's kind of like a Champions League model for 
all the top teams from the MPLs at the end of the season, they come together and they kind of well, play like group stage and then knock out, yeah. which, and you, you know, you crown a champion. There's your, your third tier winner. So it might not necessarily get them promoted, but um, I mean, we, we've kind of had a, like, if you look at the Australian pyramid, our second tier for ages has just been all the MPLs. Yeah. Um, but obviously we just haven't had that one single comp in the second tier. So I think that's exciting. They're thinking ahead um, to a potential third tier. Yeah. Never said anything about any potential promotional relegation, but I think it's good to set up the structure of how he wants, how Football Australia wants Australia. They want the A-League, second tier, and then all the MPLs. And at the end of the season, they play off for um, a little tournament thing. So it's exciting. It's really exciting. You know, in the next five to 10 years, it's going to, it's going to be interesting to see where we go as a sport in this country with a second tier because obviously it's very unique. Um, it'll be interesting just to see how it goes. Will it succeed? Will it struggle? I don't know. Um, the romantic yeah, cool. in me would love to think, you know, this is, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to boost Australian football massively. But I don't know, like, just don't know. I, yeah. I really can't tell because I think it'll be well supported at the start, but. You know, I don't think we get, and I don't think we should expect, you know, crowds of like the A League of averaging eight, nine thousand. I think be lucky to get half that, but, um, yeah, you know, it can grow. Yeah. I, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it goes. Um, yeah. I, I'd really like, uh, Football Australia and the APL to kind of figure out something for a transfer ish agreement, mm-hmm. um, particularly loan kind of agreements between the two tiers as well that would be really good to actually serve its purpose of, of mm. being that production line of being a way of giving more minutes to young players i think mm. that would be really cool to see a league teams be able to loan players out to national mm. second tier teams and and give them minutes in a in a good competition that then could serve as that growth yeah. corridor back into the a league um I, I think that would be really cool to see as well just we don't want this to be an us and them, an old football, new fo- new soccer kind of thing. Actually, if if Football Australia can find a way to to get these things to to work together, to work mm. towards a common goal of growing Australian football and making it better for for the future, then we'll be onto something good. But uh, some of the discourse, particularly around you know those clubs who have made it into the national second tier and and those who are supporting this whole thing. Mm. Very much, it's still a lot of hurt from the way the NSL ended and the A League started, and and some of those kind of issues. Um, and so there's there's still definitely a bit of a divide. Um, I'd like to think now we're kind of twenty years on that some of that would start to heal, and and we could see things go together. So yeah, I'm excited for it as well. I think it has great potential. I'm just glad we're we're going to kick it off. Twenty twenty five. Let's hope for no complications. Let's hope for smooth, smooth roads in, and you know a TV deal and and all mm. those things. And that um, TV deal will be bundled with the Matildas and the and the Socceroos as well in the Australia Cup. Yeah, that that could be interesting when you've got clubs like Sydney United um, being bundled in with the Matildas. Is that some Channel Seven? Uh, like, I don't want Channel Seven to get it anyway, or Channel Nine. Um, I, you know, <laughs> I'd be a big fan of SBS. You know, backing this and and showing showing football. Maybe they spend all their money on the World Cup for for next year uh, for twenty twenty six. But that's all right. We'll um mm. yeah, it, it'd be interesting to see. I I don't want 
channels to get it and and squash it. We need broadcasters who are really going to help it actually grow. Have you picked your team? No, look, I won't pick a team. Sydney FC is my my club. Oh, and... have a have a, a second team or something like that, or a team in the in <laughs> the second doesn't, team. Doesn't quite like. I think I'd just be excited to to mm. follow it to yeah. watch all of it. Um, look, if anything, maybe Wollongong will be my soft spot because you know I've gone down and watched mm. games there. I've I've spent time there, kind of in my in my life there. So I think I think there'll be one I, I'm excited to see. Mm. Um, and, and really excited that they've got their chance. And yeah, so if if I was going to go for anyone, it'd be Wollongong. Bit hard to get down and watch their matches, they say. Yeah. How about you, Brad? Who's who's your team? National second tier. I think a bit like you. I like. I don't think I'd ever seriously support them, but um, yeah, I think I'd have a soft spot for Wollongong. I'd really like Blacktown City to get in one day. I'd get get around them or something like that. Or um, any like I really like. Uh, I've seen the IPA jerseys before. I think they just look really good. That um, maroon and blue, or whatever you call that Claret. maroon color. Pun. Claret. Claret. Claret yeah. Um, wouldn't go for Sydney United. Sydney Olympic. Uh, I don't know. Like if a Blacktown team come in, I'd get around that. But uh, otherwise, nah. Like I, I think it'd be nice to get down to Wollongong, Wollongong game, but I don't think I'd seriously. Yeah. hardcore supporter team. I think yeah, I'd be more supportive of the comp and just go and do any games and, you know, just checking out the action. And it's kind of funny, like, you know, we talk about National Soccer League fans mm. not being potentially, or not too keen about the A-League, but I think genuinely most A-League fans, you know, most A-League fans watch most A-League games. We just love Australian football. Yeah. I think most A-League fans would actually back this second division and you know, be interested, watch, watch games, you know, get mm. around the content. Um, so I think it has the chance to, to have a really good kind of casual support. Um, hopefully it does have its diehards as well. That, that would be great to see, but yeah. yeah. They've got to get bums on seat. I think uh, James Johnson spoke about in the press conference. It was um, very important that, you know, ticket sales are a driver of funds. So yeah. it's going to be supported uh, in the stands as well. Yeah. Shall I we know. move it? Oh. Time to put their money where their mouth is, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they've talked about so long about wanting to be a part of this. So, yeah, it's up to them and all their fans to get out there and support them. So, yep. good luck to it all. Yeah. Um, moving uh, away from second tier, let's talk about expansion because a day later, um, it was officially announced. I think we knew the rumors have been going around for a while. Um, yep. but Auckland, it's official now. We know who they're. Their owner is um, Bill Foley, the owner of the NHL team, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And Bournemouth in the Premier League, I think, has also got a stake in Lorient in the French second division as well. So um, I've seen in his press conference, he seems really ambitious, and I I like it. You know, I think it's good to have an owner that is very ambitious. Mm. Seems like he knows what he's doing. He's got a crap load of money. Yeah. Um, I mean, the cost of a franchise in American sport is ridiculous. Um, and to own yeah, a Premier League team is, as well, like um, this, this guy knows fun. <laughs> this is cheap for him, an A-League franchise. Yeah, yeah. so, um, you know, I think he's probably like the highest caliber owner we probably have in the A. Oh, we've got Man City. But still, like, <laughs> he's a pretty big owner. I think it's going to yeah. be a good kick up the ass for the league. I think he'll definitely bring a good vibe to it. And if Auckland are a success and the A-League can pick up from this, 
think we could see more future investors come into this league. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Auckland's official. Um, going to join from 24, 25. The men, men are and the women are going to join a season later. So uh, it's exciting that it's uh, it's all sorted. And now they're moving forward to deciding the colours and the names. And, you know, he's yeah. going to have his coach sorted in the next 10 days, he said. By the wow. time this goes out, it's probably seven, eight, six days. It's pretty huge. I mean, we were talking about the National Second Division having mm. a bit of a turnaround. They've got one more season to mm. kind of get things going. This is even quicker turnaround for Auckland, you know, from announcement to pre-season, really, it's, it's not that long. It's, it's maybe about six or seven months. So mm. they've got some some big work to to get done, you know. Like you said, design on colours, I'm I'm guessing they're going to be black. We're hearing stuff about that they kind of registered themselves as Auckland Black Knight, not Black no, it, was just, it was just Black Knight. So that it was, was the Black Knight. Um, yeah. So I think he, with his business, he does. His yeah. business is called Black Knight, and yeah. you couldn't get Black Knights in the NHL probably for some kind of political racial reason. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's what he's keen on. I, I think I think knights, even even Black Knights, that's fine. Uh, I think it's cool because you've got that link to the New Zealand Knights, kind of defunct now, but. Some people don't actually want that link because it was such a basket case. Yeah, look, you know, the, the Black Knight Rises, <laughs> you know, sure. Batman Returns. Sure. Uh, I, I think it's really cool. Um, like I said, it, it's it's a pretty high-profile owner mm. who knows what he's doing. He's set things up pretty well everywhere he's gone. His big claim was, you know, when we win the championship. Mm. Uh, my players will get, you know, and then showed his Stanley Cup ring because that was yeah. his big thing with Las Vegas. He said, in five or seven years, we will win. Um, and he did it within Cup. three, I think. Yeah, so so he's ambitious, which I think is really good. I think him kind of coming in will put a boot up the APL, it, like with someone with his caliber of business will go, hey, I'm investing in this. This needs to be sorted. Mm. Um, I think he has potential to come in and, and really kind of build the culture of the league. Um, apparently, you know, maybe there's there's rumours of uh, a kind of boutique stadium being mm. built as well. Yeah, Auckland. down on the waterfront of Auckland. So, I mean, these are these all sound really good. Um, <laughs> it would be amazing, if, you know. Auckland come in and within five seasons win the A League and look down at Wellington and go, "What you been doing, bro?" <laughs> like, no. um, yeah, no, I think it's really cool. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, that that stadium talk that that would be really exciting. So I think I listened to a radio interview he had over in Auckland and he said, "Oh yeah, it won't be right away, but within three to five years, yeah, we'll have it." Wow, he was just like he was just so confident and. You know, I I really like that, and like I believe, like it's believable because he's got a crap load of money. He's got a proven track record in the NHL. Um, you know, he talked about how big. You know, I'm a winner. You know, I want to win. Some people ask why'd you buy Bournemouth, but to still <laughs> own own a team in the biggest sports league in the world, or one of the biggest sports leagues in the world in Bournemouth, um, that's pretty good. Um, so you know, I'm really excited for it. I what. In terms of a name and colours, I haven't really thought about colours, but I'd really like if it was just called something like Auckland FC. Yeah. 
yeah. something like Sydney FC and MacArthur FC, and I don't know, they make a knight as their logo, and they can be nicknamed the knights. That the knights isn't a part of um, their official name, but a nickname can develop um, somewhere like more like the Bulls. You know, MacArthur, yeah. their name is just MacArthur Football Club, but they have a bull logo. That's their nickname. Um, yeah. I'd like something like that. Auckland Golden, uh, Auckland Black Knights. Yeah, it's a bit franchisey, but yeah. I don't really think a name like that's going to be a problem. I think if it doesn't succeed, it's not because of a name or a lack of investment from this owner. Um, yeah, what do you think of a name? What would you like it to be called? Yeah, look, Auckland uh, City and United are taken. That's right. I, I don't. I don't mind just Auckland Black Knights. Um, Football club, like I'm okay with the a little bit more of a franchisey name because realistically, that's kind of Australia's heritage anyway. We, we've got Brisbane, yeah. or we've got you know clubs like that. So, and, and with him being American, you know, it kind of comes with the territory. So mm. I don't hate it. Um, Black Knight, bit weird. Black Knights, bit better. Um, People have been kind of tossing around some some Maori inspired na- inspired names and and I, I don't I don't think that's terrible either. Um, yeah, I think the idea would just be something simple. Auckland Knights Football Club, brilliant. Like, go for it. What about um, if they went with Northern United just to encompass a bigger area? They can encompass the whole North Island. Just something like western united we don't have an exact region we just want to be as vague as possible so maybe just north united i think they've been pretty set on auckland so i, that's I don't good. think that's, that's gonna... very good um yeah I, I think yeah i'm not too fussed about a name let's be honest as long as it's not something stupid and like northern united that would be a bit rough um yeah have an identity and, and kind of choose a color also did you see someone has set up their own fan group for them already yeah can't tell if that's a piss take or not with all the interesting the extra zeds yeah uh azuri or something like that um and they they took one image and it's just the wellington crowd and they've obviously just color switched it so i went to blue i think it might be a piss take or just one person coming up with something i don't know if it's legit or not because like the red and black box didn't have its name until the wanderers colors were sorted you know i I think it'd be a bit naive to go all blue and then what happens if they're playing in pink? Like... I, th- I think it just raises an interesting question of how how do these groups grow organically, supporter groups? You, you look like the red and black block, they were pretty strong from the start and, and kind of had a, an identity. The Cove has always been there and um, the Den, things like that, the Shed at Perth. Um, but you're seeing clubs like Western and MacArthur have really struggled to have that identity, even, you know, Melbourne Heart, Melbourne City, they've gone through so many different attempts at creating an active support and and when the interest isn't there, it, it makes it really hard. So hopefully there's lots of people interested in supporting Auckland and, and that kind of grows organically. Um, I'd hate to see another bullpen kind of situation where, look, credit to the bullpen, the, the guys who are turning up week out. Yeah. We can work out they're, they're giving it a red hot crack, but it's MacArthur it's, didn't help those cause. They really yeah. want to get control of that, make that a, a club run thing when, you know, the Cove, the RBB, they're all independently run. And I think that was a big mistake from MacArthur. But hopefully Auckland do the right things and, you know, let a active support group do their own thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um while we're just on Auckland chat and, and we're 
chat briefly about the stadium. Mm. Some other stadium news, Wyndham City Council seem to have been releasing some more actual plans for uh, the Wyndham facility that, mm. you know, was promised that, and, and it looks pretty good. Like I've got mm. to say that the plans look nice. It looks like a good kind of block of land mm. stadium looks modest and, you know, potential three stands and, and the South stand will be kind of down the line. Yep. There's room for expansion of it. Even if, if things get bigger and, and they've got the roof planned out, like, is this the training ground or I know this, this oh, is the main the stadium. Yeah, stadium? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you've got the training ground kind of plan released as well for, for where people might sit and um, how that might go yep. if they are actually going to host some games this season. So, so things down there are looking pretty good for Western. Yeah. Really promising. I think they want to, I think they hope there's a game just before Christmas. That's TBC. I think they'd like to, but I think it's probably going to be in January. So I'm going to probably have to put up with a few more games in Ballarat. Um, but yeah, it does look really exciting. I think they're very close to putting out the stadium plans. Um, the council's close to putting out the plans and then, you know, the, the, the local people will have their chance to give their feedback, which is all protocol for councils. But the unfortunate thing is just, you know, bureaucrats just taking their time. And that's the annoying thing when working with count, like if it's just all privately run, just do whatever you want in your own time. But when it's funded by council, it takes a bit of time, but it's getting there. So yeah, it's really exciting for Western United. So hopefully, you know, the stadium and all that, once they're in Western Melbourne, um, that can really solidify um a strong supporter base, you know, if they could average eight, nine thousand, I think that'd be really awesome for that club because yeah. they've been playing over the place for too long now and um I think it's it's hurt them a bit and it'd be good for them to go home. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's exciting. Canberra, who's also one of the preferred expansion options for the APL, we're hoping they'll come in next year because we don't want to buy. No. <laughs> um I read a story in the Canberra Times today that they still got their deadline for getting the owner sorted by the start of next month. But I feel like they're being held up by the situation with the women's because that is started up, set up, and is run by Capital Football. And I don't think they're particularly keen on giving it up straight away. So I think whatever future owner comes in for the men's team will want to get that women's team. But how it works, I think that's what they're trying to work on at the moment. So that's probably why we haven't heard too much from Canberra. But... Hopefully we'll hear something soon because I mm. really want 14 teams next year. I don't want to buy because buy suck and I want yeah. two teams. I don't want to wait another year for Canberra. I want it, I want it now. Um, yeah, and 14 teams would just be ideal, like home and away, 26 games. It's you know they'll put in a 27th round for, for yeah, the Derby. the Unite round and a couple of The Unite round's fine, yeah. yeah but don't yeah. make a Derby in the Unite round. <laughs> um, yeah, look... Yeah, we'd really like to see some Canberra news and um, exciting that they've, they've still got a deadline. They're still looking. Um, hopefully, well, It's not a deadline. I think it, they were saying we want to have it done. It's not saying if we don't have it done by December, it's not happening. It's I think that's what they're still focusing towards, yeah. their own personal deadline they've put for themselves. Yeah, yeah. exciting. Hopefully we, we get that news coming through soon. That'd make for another great episode. Yeah, for sure. And the Socceroos? 7-0 win against um Bangladesh. That was yeah. That was pretty uh straightforward. Jamie McLaren getting a hat trick. I know they're all tap-ins, but bro, take him. He's scoring for your national team. I don't I don't get the hate. Yeah, he's in the right position. Yeah. yeah. 
finishing those chances, which, and if something I was actually reflecting on during that game against Bangladesh is, like, they're not a great team. They sat pretty deep. But you think of our time in Asia, there have been some real times where we've struggled mm-hmm. to beat those teams. And maybe that was more the, the game against Palestine, uh, away from home, a real plucky nation that's really looking for some hope and, yeah. um, you know, yeah. really made it hard for Australia. And in, in the past, those games have been the ones we've really slipped on. Um, so just the, the maturity in not our strongest squad, to be honest, but we're missing a couple of key players. Um, your Riley McGrees, your Aiden Hrustiches weren't around. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, probably not our, our strongest ever squad. And yet some really good results gets us off to a perfect start in World Cup qualifying. So I was pretty happy even with the game against Palestine where we weren't the best. It was mm. get the job done kind of thing. And just Harry Suter, what a man. What a man. Man and a half. That guy's massive. He's got a head on him. <laughs> Ten yeah. goals in 22 matches. Like, that's... that's Paducah some... had 11 goals for the nation. <laughs> wow. Just outrageous. Outrageous stuff. But, you know... The Bangladesh coach said it. He said, you know, Australia are one of the best teams in the world when it comes to set pieces. It's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I guess. We, we actually are. And when you've got Craig Goodwin delivering balls, mm. like that free kick and like that corner, just pinpoint perfect onto Harry Sutar's head. Like, why don't we do that more often? Like, that's, that's fantastic. So I'm really happy with that. I think. Obviously, you know, we want to see improvements. We want to see players come into the squad and, and take their opportunities, which I think Jamie and McLaren did against Bangladesh. Mm. Um, so all around a, a pretty successful international break for the Socceroos and for Australian football all around. Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, and a big weekend for the A-League as well, a few derbies. Yeah. Uh, some very yeah. big derbies like the F3 derby. Getting moved uh, a week beforehand because the Newcastle ground is Shocking. And like, who couldn't have foreseen that when, you know, the motocross was going up to Newcastle and it, no, no. But they be... were making no effort to fix up the field as well. It's just, yeah, it sucked. And obviously the Sydney Derby on Saturday night, I don't think we need to say too much about that, but we'll be there. It's going to be, I think it'll be, from a neutral, I think it's going to be really entertaining. The Wanderers on top in good form. Sydney FC have potentially come back into form. I guess this will be the game to see. Whether that game against Adelaide was, man, that game against Adelaide, boy, Adelaide, oh, they looked off. But, you know, Sydney still, still scored five, you know, that's uh, credit yeah. to them. 4-0 up at half time, I think. Five. When, when you have new manager bounce plus Adelaide playing terribly, just, just made for, you know, a perfect storm for Sydney. And I think think you're right. Wanderers are in great form and they'll be they'll be running on a high. But and Bur- Brandon Borello's come out and I think on the, the Football Friends podcast. Oh, yeah. I haven't listened to it yet. Um, ben Garuccio. Uh, I think he kind of talked about, you know, we're not going to be complacent. Like, thinking you're good leads to complacency. So so Wanderers are coming in firing. You know, they've been really good mm. at Allianz recently at the S- Sydney Football Stadium. Sydney FC, perfect start under Ufuk Tale. Mm. Now had the international break to really have a solid week yeah. and a half of training under Ufuk, which means that they probably come in 
the best they could for mm. this season into this first derby. So, look, uh, I think this is our first actual um, pod since since the the sacking of Corica and oh yeah, it would have been signing yeah. your book. We've we've had about two weeks off, um, and so I haven't I haven't really had my say on that. Uh, initially, I think I was not surprised. Like he was probably the best option when you look around Australian football and and probably Sydney not having the biggest budget to spend on a coach. Um, just just a little bit almost not dissatisfied, but just kind of like unimpressed with the signing because okay. when Corica came in after Arnie, everyone was kind of like, yeah, look, and, and he kind of just played the same formation as Arnie and then it got found out. And then he just kept running it. And then we called for changes. And last season, he kind of changed the tactic, but not really. And this season, you know, said he was going to change the tactic. And and it just still wasn't working. It wasn't very inspiring. And so just to hire Ufuk Tale, who is another Arnie disciple, who we knew was going to play 4-2-2-2, two guys up front, use those two wingers to cut inside. Happy mm. two solid midfielders. Like, it's just like uh, I was hoping for something just a little bit more exciting. But if it gets results, it gets results. And so, yeah, I, look, I, I want him to be successful. Obviously, he was a player for the for the club. Um, that's great. You know, it's disappointing to see Corica leave the way he did. Probably should have been done last season when. You yeah. Just just let it finish on the high of beating the Wanderers and then going out city, and go all right. That's that's the time, Steve. Um, the problem yeah. was, I think he, he went on that late season run last year where he was basically gone, and then he went on good form. So I think he was on borrowed time. Yeah. Had he missed the finals, he would have got the sack. And so, yeah, I think the club should have probably just sacked him in the off season, but I don't think they could have because he actually went on a fairly good run. They probably went further than they really thought they were going to do six, seven yep. weeks beforehand. So, And then they won the Australia Cup, so he definitely wasn't going to get sacked. And then I, th- I think it should have been done last season. Um, so it's not ideal. I think yep. I think when Ufu Tele probably left Wellington, he probably think, oh, I'll just get the Sydney job in the off season. And then they yep. kept him. Uh, so they kept Corica, So Yeah, you, you can kind of tell how quickly it, it happened that that they were probably already in talks with Ufuk, that he'd already yeah. expressed his desire to be there. And so, yeah, look, I, I don't think it's the worst signing. He did well with Wellington, nothing fantastic, yeah. but it was a tough gig down there with the resources. So, look, I, I think just playing youth players, putting Jaden Kacharski on from the start, great. Um, the players have talked about just a, a kick up the backside, a bit more energy in training, a bit more energy in the first game. And so... I think I think it's going to be a red hot derby, and and it looks like potentially over thirty thousand turning up for it as yeah. well. As long as this rain doesn't, you know, stick around it and make it. Screw a, the rain! If you got tickets, go to the game. Don't be soft. That's <laughs> right. I'm I'm coming three hours away to watch this game. Just get out of yourselves. Yeah. It's a brand new stadium. You'll be mostly covered unless it decides to blow it out. It drips, but um, yeah, but you know, get over it. <laughs> yeah, like it. it it should be an absolute spectacle. If you can't make it to the game, you know, by all means, watch it on Channel 10 because it's going to be on 10 Bold. Um, yep. Tell your mates, Sydney Derby's on. Come watch, you know. Uh, buy a ticket. There's still some tickets left. 
they're the expensive seats, but you know, treat yourself. It's a derby. It's all yeah. right. So it'll be good fun. The cove's a bit unhinged, but that's okay. We we enjoy a good laugh. That's right. The cops aren't shutting us down though. Yeah, not yet though. <laughs> the 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 wanderers. Didn't you, didn't, didn't you lose a tug of war with um was it Perth or something? Uh, with yeah. Adelaide or something? No one from Sydney FC wants to claim any part of Section 22. And no idea who the blokes are. No idea. Yeah. Well, a bunch of school kids. <laughs> good on them. Good on them. I, um, yeah, I saw the Cove response and I thought, oh, I wonder what the RBB are going to say. And they were very civil. They just said, you know, where, you know, it was basically a message to the players, you know, you represent our community, go out there, and play hard, we'll go support you hard. And I was like, yep, that's all you need. No bitching about. So <laughs> good on them. Uh, that's, it, that's unusual for the Wanderers uh, and for the RBB to you know, take the the moral high ground. Yeah, well, I I, I think uh, Sydney FC have lost uh, any chance of taking any more moral high ground when they've bought us <laughs> scabs when uh, they literally scabbed a week later in for the women's grand final. So good on so, them. That's so, the only that was the only issue I had with their post. I was like, bro, you guys went scabbed a week later because Danny Townsend promised you a Zoom call. If anything, yeah, it's guys. just stirred the pot, which is exactly what you want before a derby, right? Like, yeah, and and it's bit us in the butt. That, you know, last season, you know, all that bang average stuff that that was absolutely rubbish. <laughs> um, oh, that's pretty funny. But but you love it. That's yeah, yeah, you got to hype it up. You know, like, they they hyped up Barello's bang average, and then Barello went or. Oh, I think he scored, but the Wanderers went and scored four nil. So, yeah. um, and and Barella didn't really bite after that game. They asked me about the bang average comment, and he was just kind of like, "Yeah, well, it's football." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, this is what a derby's about. It it creates that tension, and even if the fans are being absolute losers, like it's just it's so good to watch. It's so good to watch just how how much you care about it. Like mm. you and I are sitting here, and and you know we're we're not those kind of posters. We 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 don't post the the shit takes or anything like that, but but maybe we should. <laughs> like it's a derby. Like my heart, it's it's ready to go. Like I'm too uh, nervous to smack talk. You know, I don't I don't like smack talking before a game because I don't want to be on PK League with um, posting before an unfortunate circumstance. Like you, you've actually made it onto PK League before. Yeah, but who said I was talking about Macarthur in that post? <laughs> um. <laughs> But like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go on there saying, you know, we're doing so well. Yeah. Cove's unhinged. There was a fluke winning against Adelaide, easy four 0 win, just like last time. Because um, I don't think it'll be four 0 I don't really care in derbies. I just want to win. I don't really care how you do it. Yeah, that's right. Um, so well, I mean, it's definitely tastes sweeter when you do win by a couple. Oh, four 0 Yeah, it, it's beautiful. It, it's that four 0 win against Sydney FC at Allianz last year. That was just yeah. Couldn't comprehend just how good it was. And then just how Cassini Yungi just took his shirt off and just held it up at the crowd. That was, ah, oh. and it's that's the thing. These derbies they they make memories, and so obviously mm. we care a bit more because you know, we're a Sydney fan and a Wanderers fan. But you know, I think I think the whole league, this is the fixture, and it has been for a couple of years. Should there be three of them? Probably not. Maybe we'll sort that out when we get fourteen teams. And but this this is the game that the league. He's going to stop. Like everyone's going to watch the F three derby and go, "Yeah, that was nice," and then they're going to turn attention to to the Sydney derby. Yeah. It's it's just where the, the stakes aren't as high in the F three derby. I'm sorry, yeah. um, I'm sorry, Chets and Mariners. And that's just the reality of it. It's still a big game for you guys, but I just yeah, think absolutely. just how big it is uh, for the Sydney derby. Um, much better than that Melbourne derby. Gross, Melbourne. <laughs> Disgusting. Which part, uh, is that um, victory against Western? 
Yes, that's, that's, that's right. the Melbourne Derby. There's no other Melbourne teams. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. at least we'll behave ourselves. We won't make national news for throwing a bucket at anyone. <laughs> anyway, yeah, let's move on before we get cancelled. Um, <laughs> it'll be any by Melbourne fans, but that's okay. Cool. Well, I think we've talked for a while now. I don't know. I haven't been keeping track, but it must be close to an hour. But um, I guess thanks for joining us. So like, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to say, Samuel? No, I think that's a, a good place to wrap us up. I think there's other football games on this weekend, but I'm not going to be paying much attention. I'm bringing nine friends from Western Sydney. Uh, some some friends, I bought them more tickets and we're, they're coming to watch the Sydney Derby. So I'm excited to to have them enjoy the game mm. and yeah, I, I think just what a week for Australian football. Um, mm. Rolling Canberra announced their expansion next week. Mm. They've announced another four teams for the National Second Division, announced promotion relegation, announced salary cap gone. You know, just, no. just keep the good times rolling, and, and I'm happy. I saw a post on Twitter today about uh, the Brisbane game on Sunday, and someone was saying, I'm hearing there's over 20,000 fans, and someone went source, and I responded with, Trust me, bro. Trust me, bro. Trust me. Um, yeah. So that'd be great if they got over 10K. They probably could, but uh, yeah. 20, well, you know, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it is true. But um, anyway, thanks for thanks for listening to us uh, for this song or watching us. You might want to, you might be watching our beautiful faces talk this entire time, but um, I wouldn't be doing that. But yeah. <laughs> um, if you haven't subscribed um, to the channel, yeah. please do so. Please leave a like and a comment. And if you are listening on a streaming service, leave us a review because that would be top notch uh, for the Apparently channel going forward. Yeah, apparently it does. So, and recommend. Tell your mum. Tell your grandma. Tell your neighbour that doesn't speak English about us. Yeah. So we can get bigger and better. And you can drive those metrics. Yeah, we need eight hundred subs. Well, yeah. thanks for joining us and go the Wanderers.